Hello and good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Cryptid Ramblers. I am uh, your co-host this evening, Callum, from uh, rainy Basildon in Essex. And with me, thank goodness, as always, is uh, my counterpart and uh, co-host, Scott. Hello, how are we doing? Very well. How are you, man? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. A bit of a manic weekend, as I was talking yeah. about with you beforehand. Yeah, a bit of a long one. Yeah. Selling one car, buying another car. Going to the other tree. side of the country, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely uh, mad weekend and absolutely. a quick dash to get home, have some dinner, and then jump on the record with you. And then jump on here, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, man. Um, and it's uh, you know, only is it a new episode, but uh, for those that are keeping count, this is uh, episode ten. So ten, man. Who would have? That's a milestone right there, isn't it, mate? Well, exactly. I don't think we've actually said it for a while, but I can't actually believe we've managed to get to 10 episodes. Um, well, I can't believe we've had the dedication to get to 10 episodes. And that. Really. Yeah. That, that's the and thing. That. The amount of and projects that. you and I have had over the years, and oh, we just exactly. kind of petered away and yeah. never did anything with it. Exactly. And this is the one that's really sort of, uh, I think, ignited both of our uh, you know, mm. sort of inspirations and motivations and whatever which you know is obviously telling in the fact that we're now sitting here at uh episode 10 um yeah. but you know as we both know you know and i certainly didn't when we started but the world of cryptids is uh one hell of a black hole um and i think we've firmly fallen down it so uh yeah oh definitely <laughs> yeah we are tumbling <laughs> yeah. down the rabbit hole yeah see yeah Feeling so like down hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, as always, you know, thank you to, you know, you guys, the the listeners, for sticking with us and uh, coming along for the the journey. Because as much as we do enjoy doing it, you know, it is all about you know the listens, the plays, the interactions, and and whatever else. And yeah, you know, without it, there's a small part of us that I'm sure would feel, you know, somewhat disheartened, you know, sort of about it. So yeah, just. Um, Thanks to everyone who's uh, who stuck with us. Um, yes, thank you very much. And keeping that in mind, uh, those who did listen to uh, episode nine on the uh, fabled Banshee uh, will know that uh, this episode um, is going to be about fairies and yes, uh, and the, the Fey folk. Yeah. Um, which is uh, yeah, which is as take as as we always say is has taken us down a path that. I certainly didn't um, expect with certainly a lot of the origins, which obviously we're going to go over, um, you know, some of the stories, um, which includes some famous um, literature uh, and almost, and also some famous English legends um, that have a, mm. have a link quite, quite a strong link as well to uh, fairies. So we've got all that to, to come, which is, uh, which is exciting. Um, yeah. So uh, let's jump into it. Let's go, man. Let's go. Um, so, for those uh, for those who don't know, um, fairies or fey or fey folk uh, is a type of mythical being or legend uh, found in the folklore of multiple European cultures, including Celtic, uh, German, English, French, uh, and Slavic. And uh, I didn't know this, so this was for my benefit as well. But uh, Slavics were a people who originated uh, mostly from Eastern Europe, Asia, Northern Europe, and even parts of the uh, Americas. And they were, um, they were pagan um, before mm. 
good old Christianity came and uh, beat it out of them, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beat them more, into submission. Was more or less the uh, the the history on on the internet. So that's not uh, me being anti-religion. That was what, that was what I found on most articles. Oh, that was the wording, was it? That was pretty much the wording. I mean, I think I've <laughs> I've kind of diluted it a little bit for, for the sake of uh, listeners and whatever. But yeah, but that was more or less the gist of what a lot of the articles were were getting at. Um, so again, like, you know, what I think you found and certainly what we found with the with this uh, research and also the, the Banshee episode is that there isn't any, you know, one story, you know, there isn't any one uh, kind of, you know, myth or one person that's kind of heavily involved in an interaction or an encounter with, with you know, with fairies. Um, it's, you know, there isn't a single origin but there's rather a collection of folklore tales and yep. origins, like I say, from these from these uh, particular uh, European cultures. Now I know that there are obviously going to be fairies in you know vast parts of of the world, oh, but um, all over the place. Yeah, exactly. But it certainly seems like those those regions that I mentioned seem to be the kind of the OGs, if you like, for uh, <laughs> you know for where this kind of legend started. And I, and I think from from what I think we've both found. Um, that this one is actually kind of heavily English um, in its uh, yeah. origins and its and its grounding, which is um, which is quite nice because normally we've found ourselves uh, in good old West Virginia for a lot of the origins <laughs> yeah, know, right? to a lot of this stuff. So to actually be I mean, on I, home turf is well, uh, I do have a story that does go stateside. So uh, that, that's maybe right. that's just right. maybe just maybe yeah. <laughs> He is hoping it, it wouldn't feel right without uh, without going there. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, like I say, there isn't a single origin or whatever. It's just a collection of, of sort of fairy tales. Um, now, it, depending on which one you kind of dive into and which one you want to believe, it, it takes on its own sort of connotation and mm. its own kind of vibe, really. Um, you know, for example, the, the Christian origins – depict them as demons or uh, demented angels, um, which yeah. probably comes as no no surprise. Um, or in the pagan belief system, they're more like um, a deity. So something that's peaceful, something to be worshipped and uh, uh, and that kind of thing. But also they they can also be spirits of the dead and, and represent... Well, that was an those... interesting one for me, that one, yeah. to be honest. That's, that's that the one that caught my eye, one. yeah, which is why I wanted to mention it, because mm. with the way that it was all kind of going when you first look into these origins, it was like, oh, really? That, that was the one that kind of jumped out, out of, um, you know, out of everything else. And I've, just to intersect there, I may have yeah, actually gone. found a story that may yeah. help with that theory as well. Right, okay. Mm. Well, that's all I, well, when we come on an to interesting the, one. When we come onto the stories bit, that would be good to um, yeah, good to hear that one because that, that, that I didn't find actually any any stories relating to oh, did, that side of it specifically. I did have to really look, and I, it was just yeah. like I stumbled across this one, and I was like, oh, there you go. Because I remember you mentioning about that being a possible origin yeah. when we spoke about it previously. Yeah, exactly. and I was like, right, yeah. I'm chucking that one in. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good that you, <laughs> it's good that you found one. I must admit, I did uh, struggle to find one specifically on that. Um, but another thing um, which is, I think, is going to lead us into future episodes, but um, something that I certainly didn't necessarily consider at the time um, is that the term fairy 
is also used to sometimes describe other legendary creatures that we you know that we all that we all know um for example mm. gnomes and goblins are also yep. actually a type of fairy um now th this is the one i didn't uh, also didn't really sort of consider is that also uh, sprites um mm. are also a uh, a type of fairy so, it's, it's, so certainly from what i've sort of found is that fairy is more of a collective term um for a sort of group of cryptids or or creatures because that's right yeah because in that because most people when they've got a particular image in their head as to what yeah. a fairy is and it's usually yeah. like a like a couple of inches high at the very most mm. you know butterfly wings or dragonfly it's, wings. well yeah if you think of um, um tinkerbell. tinkerbell yeah yeah everyone thinks that's what people think of as, as fairies fair yeah fairy sort of princess or whatever but actually since doing this research i know we both have sort of found out that that she mm. would be more actually a pixie that's um, right yeah as opposed to uh, as opposed to a fairy and they are believe it or not rather different in mm. uh and in appearance. it seems like they've actually got tinkerbell right in regards to being a pixie as well like in terms of the and yeah temperament size appearance. yeah so for being a, a pixie they've actually got it yeah as you say bang on with you know the the, the sort of the butterfly wings the 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 sort of the pretty demeanor um you know the, the sort of the small stature slender frame all that kind of thing um, hell of a lot of sass hell of a lot of sass which de definitely does match the uh the pixie was was actually um fairies were um originally were believed to not have wings um mm. when they were when they were first supposedly spotted that was one thing that wasn't part of the uh descriptions that seemed to come um you know sort of later on but uh We'll get onto that in, in a second, but uh, a couple of the other uh, creatures um, that uh, are also essentially a type of fairy uh, are water sprites or nymphs, as they're also uh, known, uh, elves, mermaids, mermen, uh, sirens, and obviously pixies that we've just uh, that we've just mentioned are some of the other um, sort of classifications of, of creature or legends. There's more as well. But there's there? so many From more. Various different many. regions. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we, you know, we could be sitting here spending a whole episode going over each region's uh, mm. include, but they're, they're the, the sort of the more kind of generic, globally recognised sort of creature. And that also shows you the the um, the range in which what we're talking about when we refer to either fairies or fey folk in particular. Exactly, yeah. So, and they can range even in height as well, isn't it? They can oh, exactly, range yeah. from like maybe a couple of centimetres tall to human size. Six feet, yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's it's there's a whole different uh, sort of range, but that yeah that brings us on to their their kind of description. And so, typically, uh, fairies are described uh, as humanoid creatures um, who are small in stature uh, with magical powers. Um, they are also typically beautiful or, or handsome, and their height, as you rightly mentioned, can range from that of a human uh, to as little as three inches. Um, mm. They uh, apparently this is the bit that I thought was quite quite dark, um, is that they don't have souls. So when they die, oh. when they die, they just they just perish. They just they just cease to disintegrate and. Cease, yeah, cease to exist, and and that's it. They just it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, they, they they don't they don't sort of go into a 
you know, <laughs> don't you stop. Don't you stop. <laughs> uh, in a cloud of glitter, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it's a cloud of a puff of glitter. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Like, like an opening to a Liberace concert or something. Well, they've been down at GAY for the night or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly, all, all that, yeah. Um, now... <laughs> Now, the, and again, obviously, following that, you know, lack of souls thing, it, it took a further uh, sort of couple of dark turns um, in, in the sense that fairies have been known to carry off human infants and replace them with changelings. Um, mm. Now, again, this wasn't a term that I was particularly aware of, you know, prior to this uh, research, but changelings are usually deformed elves or fairies who are substituted for human children. So basically the human children are abducted by uh, fairies and they're either offered up to the devil or they're kept to help strengthen the fairy stock. I think I know a bit where the Catholics and the Christians got involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. I think I might be right. But yeah, yeah. that's... Um... Yeah, I mean, we we spoke about the idea of changelings for the uh, Black Eyed Children episode, didn't we? That it was uh, a possibility in that. Yeah. in that, because uh, again, that's the reason why we decided to go down the, the Fae Folk route, really, because yeah, definitely. we was finding that the Fae Folk as a subject was coming up a lot. It was, um, yeah. And I think I did mention it at the end of the last episode when all the other podcasts and, and such that I listened to, which not connected to, in any yeah. way, shape, or form, with regards to research and whatnot, mm. even for them, that a lot of stuff that was coming up for them was fey folk and exactly weird yeah. phenomena that surrounds the idea of fey folk as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I yeah, don't know exactly. if it's like a new idea that's running at the moment. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just something that's out there in the ether. I think it's one of those really things weird. where it's, it's something that you're able to use to explain certain goings on or you know, certain, you know, sort of phenomena. So, you know, instead of putting it down to something that's unidentified or trying to liken it to something else, people actually look seemingly going back through the archives and think, oh, actually, this sounds like it could be a yeah. folk or, you know, fairy or, you know, that type of, based that on type of thing. So, yeah, based, based on historic, such. yeah, historic texts and legends and, and whatever else. And, yeah, you rightly mentioned uh, Black Eyed Children. And the, the whole thing with that was, you know, is because they always carried a youthful, you know, experience, mm. but but their their age range, you know, differed from you know as young as sort of a toddler. I think it was right up to about eighteen, wasn't it? Um, uh, I think, yeah, I think it was, it was sixteen at the very 16, the very most. Right, okay, I think it was yeah. yeah. It was some, yeah, I knew it was something around there from uh, from memory. Um, and and yeah, so that's where it kind of yeah, that's where that kind of um, you know that kind of started. But I thought that was uh, interesting. And yeah, as you say, another drawback to the previous episode, which is why we ended yeah. up going down. You know this uh, this path. Um, the, the interesting bit that I found actually was that both human adults and children can be carried off uh, to the you know fairy realm. Mm. Um, and apparently, if you happen to eat or drink what they offer you within that realm, you can't return to ours. So yeah. you almost offer yourself to the the fey folk, I guess. Yeah, um, and it's by, also by accepting a... their offer. It's a it's a thing as well. Like the the time is very very different as well, because there's yes. um, yeah yeah. I mean, there's they've explored it through 
um like tv and culture and, and such like that but even yeah. down to like various stories that people have had in the forest and stuff when they have come across something yeah and then they've had missing time so they think that only like five or ten minutes has passed but actually yeah. it might have been a couple of days yeah that people they've been missing they've just kind of wandered out of the wood and there was one one guy even had a beard like <laughs> right. he just grew a beard over like a like half an hour in his was, mind yeah. but he'd been gone for like four days and he just wandered out of the wood um Jeez. yeah it's, uh, there's some really weird ones out there but they we, we spoke about it when um on thursday harking back to true blood because they did yes, exactly they that, did that in true blood you it, know yeah. uh suki goes Suki's into parent, the realm and finds some of her her relatives that yeah. disappeared yeah and they thought they'd only like, been there for a few minutes but in fact it'd been like 30 plus years isn't it yeah something yeah something yeah. silly like that yeah yeah no that's um but yeah, it's, um, it's that whole idea as well, isn't it? For the the whole accepting something or accepting an invitation of some sort. It's yes. like, um, and it's also like you're not supposed to give them anything either, because no, no. it's it's a contract of some some yeah. sorts that we don't. It's not a, necessarily an understand. It's a yeah, it's like an unspoken contract. So you don't offer anything you know, in, in return or as thanks, if they offer you their gift, which would be either food or drink, and you accept it, that is you agreeing to a contract, as you say, uh, without you knowing it. Um, and that's where you're then kept to, yeah, kept to that that realm. Um, and, yeah, normally if it's an adult adult female, then they are normally abducted to essentially help reproduce and um, increase the, uh, the the fairy stock, which is where, again, a lot of the theory of a lot of these hybrids have, uh, have come sounds from. Very, uh, sounds very uh, alien abduction-ish, doesn't it? It does. It carries a lot of similar traits to the alien abductions. There's like the loss of time, you know, the, the experiments or the, you know, the, the, the probing and, and that kind of thing. Loss of memories, screen of memories memory. as well. Yeah. You know, the types it of is. aliens, the different types of, you know, creatures that are, you know, met. it's not just like little grey men, it's all different, you know, Various types different and beings, sizes yeah. and even humanoids. So, yeah, the whole hybrid thing certainly does. I mean, we, we could do like weight. a whole a whole other podcast just on alien abductions. Oh, geez. Well, yeah, just... I mean, we haven't even got to that bit yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, t- yeah that's, tell that's me good. about it. I mean, to be honest, it's one of those things that I know that, so I'm going to digress a little bit here. I know that the, the United States government are at the moment releasing a lot loads of, and loads of evidence of UFO UAPs yeah. is what they, yeah. they're calling it now because they're trying to make it a little less mainstream. Yeah. But what they're not doing, what they're not dealing with is the phenomenon of alien abductions. And yeah. that is far more important yeah. than a picture of something up in the something sky. Something in the sky, yeah. There's something going on with alien abductions with these people. People are experiencing these things and nothing's yeah. really being done about it. That's, and they're not, that's the bit they're not talking about, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to that... rant a little bit. I feel very strongly yeah. about it. Yeah, exactly, I can tell. <laughs> I'm going to start a yeah. Facebook group. That's <laughs> yes, it. I look forward to that uh, episode, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so we'll obviously, the, the, and I think you found this as well, Scott, certainly with the stories that, that you found, but... Um, out of the sort of European cultures, it was actually the English origins that seemed to carry a lot more references, uh, origins, 
uh, stories, you know, as you found. Yeah, um, I found more stories from England, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so I thought it was worth kind of jumping in, sort of jumping into to that, really. Um, now, again, there isn't one account, one story. It's a, it's a collection of experiences um, that date, I think the earliest I found was the 13th century um, is the oldest known description of a fairy in England. Um, certainly uh, from what I, I could gotcha. find. I got I you by a century. A century. Well, maybe about 10 years, actually. Ten, well, <laughs> I'll take 10 years. <laughs> well, the 13th yeah, century would be 1200. Only, only just about still in the 12th century, mind you. Just, only just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but, but again, you know, in England, you know, I will say England, it stretches into Scotland as well. So it's probably better to say that, you know, British origin. Um, yeah, the UK. But uh, again, going back to the, the various uh, other creatures, you know, we've got um, hobgoblins or, or brownies who are both a type of uh, gnome um, who are, uh, they're sort of um, referenced as guardian fairies. So they are, you know, they're useful and, you know, we'll do things like protection, housework. Um, and th- these are also predominantly known to be found in, in England, but they also have a few sightings up in uh, Scotland. And the, the thing that came to mind when I read about, you know, these guys was like um, uh, Dobby, the the house elf yeah. from Harry Potter. Dobby like, and that creature. Kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, that kind of thing, you know, in, in terms of what, you know, Hobgoblin would, you know, would, would sort of be. That, that, that was the reference I went to anyway. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, you know, as Banshees um, have been discussed as being a possible... Uh, fairy or, or fae folk again because they're yeah. drawn we discuss, yeah we discussed the, we uh, the origin it. of that didn't we yeah. yeah yes i won't i won't obviously go into that but because of where they're they're drawn to natural locations like woodland streams locks that kind of thing yes and that's a very um prominent uh characteristic of fairies so again that's where people have made the the connection there um and, and again um goblins and uh, something called bugaboos, um, but they're quite malignant um, creatures, <laughs> as opposed to uh, yeah, little yeah, little shits yeah. basically. Yeah, um, sort of compared to some of the others. Um, now, I've got um, I've got quite a compelling story. I don't know if you had one you wanted to go into first, but um, mine's probably one of the. It's probably it's possibly the most well-known um encounter yeah. or, or believed encounter um with uh, with fairy shall i jump into this one first yeah crack yeah. on with that maybe yeah, because i think everyone will at least have come across uh the pictures that are involved in i'd this imagine story. yeah i'd imagine so so this one so again we, we're in uh england it's uh 1917 um and it involves two young cousins by the names of elsie wright and uh, Francis Griffith, Griffiths um, in Cottingley, West Yorkshire. Um, and they were believed to have caught fairies on camera. Um, now, you can quite easily jump on Google and, and find them. Um, we'll share them on, on our socials, on the Instagram and the, the Facebook, for those that want to sort of have a look. Um, but basically, in the picture, it's uh, Elsie, who I believe is the youngest uh, cousin, uh, was captured playing with the uh, fairies down by a riverbank. 
Um, and it was, uh, it, it, like I say, we'll show the pictures, but it's basically one of uh, sort of LC uh, kind of in, in the background and in the foreground are four, I guess, dancing fairies. They're kind of, yeah. it looks like they're prancing across a, a kind of a moss covered log, which is sort of in the, in the foreground um and there's about there's five pictures in total all in different um kind of positions and you know sort of locations um and, and that's like they're also interacting with them as well actually interacting so i think there's there's mm. one where it's, it's kind of hovering just in front of a face i think on another one it seemingly looks like it's going to be landing on her hand because she's got a hand held out uh, i think is, is one of them yeah. if i remember rightly um but uh the thing the thing for me was it these photos apparently were that convincing at the time that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who of course created uh, Sherlock Holmes, believed it to be concrete evidence of of this phenomena. Um, and you know, it really, to be honest, did. when you look at when you look at the pictures, oh, yeah, you can yeah. understand why. Oh, absolutely! Like, even I looked at them and thought, "Cool, that's that looks real." Like, you can't even <laughs> yeah. see when it been things like Photoshop, so you can't think, "Oh, yeah, that looks no. that looks doctored or that looks like it's been," you know messed about with or whatever it looks like There's a genuine no post-production editing or anything oh, like that yeah no. exactly there wouldn't have been anything you know sort of like that so i could see why it would have captured the you know imaginations of people um you know at the, at, you know at the time um however <laughs> some uh-huh. uh, yeah some 63 years later both girls claimed that they faked the images um using cardboard cutouts from a popular children's book at the time Interesting, I couldn't find what that particular book was, but I'm guessing it's going to be something about... Uh, about I mean, they held fairies. on to it for a long old time, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they kept that with years. them for a while. Yeah, basically, they, like I say, there were five pictures that were taken in total. Now, the first four um, are the ones that they say were faked, um, mm. which is with Elsie uh, sort of interacting with them, playing with them and that kind of thing. But then there was a, f- a fifth picture that they uh, took that they were adamant is 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 real that they didn't fake um that it is, it is genuine and that one does also show um a a, a fairy um yeah because um, well, we were looking at it before weren't we we did and yeah we were yeah there's um you can definitely see what um what the two girls are calling their cutouts there's one yes. of those in it yeah and that's off to the right of center and That's it's it. the centre of the picture that there is actually something there. Mm. And I say actually something that you can see something there. Now, I don't know mm. I don't know if it's a bit of pareidolia in that, you know, we're just seeing what other people are telling us. What you want to see sort of thing, that. yeah. But it does look like a small female form um, dressed in robes. Um, yeah, now, right. But it's not as prominent no. as the other one. It's not as, as the clear. Actual, like no. the, the, let's call it the cutout one. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's not as prominent. It's not as clear. It's almost like it is sort of um, the same way that people do post-production images of ghosts, where they'll just take something yeah. and they'll just just turn it a little it. bit transparent. Yeah. yeah. Make it a bit you opaque know. and yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, then then just chuck it on there, all done and dusted. Yeah. Right. Print it off. Send it off. That's a, that's a ghost. Obviously, they didn't have that sort of technology. No, they, 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 have they didn't that. have that sort of way of editing. Yeah. Um, and if it was just the two young girls taking the pictures, would they known about things like, you know, camera trickery, 
you know, certain lighting effects, reflections, that kind of thing. I, you know, I'm not too sure. Mm. I mean, if they were, they were clever enough to create these photos, which they claim, you know, are fake, I believe it or not, and, and I'm not that sure that they were faked. I, I think they look too genuine myself, but, you know, we'll share them on the socials and we'll let, we'll let others oh. uh, sort of take a look. But I, I don't know, unless I'm missing something to the, the story in terms of who else was involved or, you know, how they created it or whatever, I, you know, I'm yeah. not too sure. Maybe they said they were faked to, I don't know, take people off the scent or so their families weren't getting harassed with a claim, yeah with a claim like that then yeah people would be getting harassed Left but then why did it and... but if that was the case why did they take 63 years to do it you know they would have done it sooner if that was the case so yeah i, I don't know but um yeah that's fair that's a fair enough but yeah but, but that was um that was sort of my my takeaway um you know takeaway from that um so yes yeah, so, that, so that's the that you know the, the story like i say it, it doesn't I guess it hasn't got much context without the photos, but we'll obviously we'll share those on the yeah. social. So if you're listening to this and you know want to jump on, we'll we'll share them over the, the sort of the coming days from the uh, you know from the release um, of the uh, of the episode. But but no, I thought that was the, the I mean that's probably the most well known um, in, in in England. I would say mostly just for the the fact that they've got photo evidence supposedly, mm. um, and also because someone like. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle put his name to it um, and said that he believed them to be real as well, um, which I thought was quite yeah. compelling. Um, and that's, that's something as well that with regards to um, but the, the idea of fairies yeah. and their, their origins, that yeah. it's, that's something that we haven't been able to come across again, is no. solid pictures or Actual videos pictures. and stuff. Yeah, and, exactly, yeah. And, I don't know if it's something about the times now, but I find myself being a lot more cynical with regards to footage or mm. pictures and stuff. And I think it's partly is, I think mostly it's down to the technology that's available now. Because, oh, exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm no way in any way, shape or form an expert with regards to photo editing or anything no. like that. But I believe that I could, Spoil with it. my limited Photoshop skills, yeah, be able to superimpose a fairy into like a bush or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah. It's so it does make it quite difficult. And I suppose all we've really got to go off on is either first or second hand accounts on these things. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's either going to be, yeah, first hand accounts by the people that supposedly had the, you know, the encounter or people that were there to, you know to kind of witness it or maybe even character reference you know some of these mm. stories have had character references where people knew the person that you know that was involved and would sort of you know swear by them and, and that kind of thing and, and that's really all we've got whereas this is the mm. the first possibly the only one that's actually got recorded you know evidence mm. of you know of well, this we happening. say we say all that we've got but there are literally thousands of accounts and I'm like far too many to far too numerous to even. Oh no, no, I know that we've got to give them here by yeah. any chance. But yeah, but I like, mean, with the physical, some sort of physical evidence. Other oh than yeah, so yeah, very limited. Other on that than just an article or a story or whatever. Yeah, with actual evidence to to sort of support the the account. To back up and claim. What I meant, yeah, at the yeah, very least. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, that's that's pretty much what what I found as well with regards to. Yeah. Lots of stories. I did find two very different style of stories 
which I'll come on to later on. But okay. um, I did find a lot of them, they revolve around um, basically, in a nutshell, little people dancing about, being seen and fleeting away. Yeah. You know, I've, um, there was loads of them. They, and they date from as early as the, the 12th century, going all the way up to present. Yeah. Now, I, I want to talk about that one at the 12th century because I did find it really interesting. Now, okay. If, if I may. Yeah. Now, this okay. one's from uh, Dagworth in Suffolk. And okay. this was um, a time between uh, 1189 and 1199. So just just inside. Just in the cusp. Yeah. Just in inside. So <laughs> just picture by maybe a year. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and it's uh, the house of Sir Osburney de Bradwell. Okay. I'm probably butchering that. It's so easy for you to say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, it's a malakin, as they call it. A malakin. Okay. Um, again, I'm probably mispronouncing that, but um, a malakin would uh, converse with the family of uh, Sir Os- Osburney de Bradwell, sharing people's secrets and humouring householders with a voice of a one-year-old child. I mean, creepy. that's that's creepy. That's creepy. Yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> Stuff of um, it wouldn't just be like the voice, but it would speak. It would speak in both English and Latin. That would be even creepier. I mean, a one-year-old voice speaking to you in Latin, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm out of here. I don't like that. So, <laughs> yeah. sounds, a, sounds a little bit too, uh, too Italian for me, mate, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Too bilingual for me. Get <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, smart little bugger. He's got yes, two languages under his No one likes his a smart ass. Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while a mannequin could be heard and felt, yeah. he uh, only appeared once, oh, manifesting okay. as a child dressed in a white tunic to a woman who agreed not to try and touch him. Now, right. the mannequin himself claimed that he had been born, um, as, had been born a human, Right. In Lavenham. Yeah, Lavenham. And uh, removed from a field after being left there by his mother. Uh, okay. And that he had a hat that made him invisible. That sounds familiar. Mm, I know, right? <laughs> a certain a boy who didn't want to grow up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It certainly does. It That's does what I found was yeah. really, really interesting, was he was just left out in the field, which was often a practice yeah. Then for when someone couldn't afford to have another little one or mm. for various different reasons. Yeah. They would often leave a child in the field. Yeah. And be what it may. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I like that because yeah. it could also, that story in particular could tie into what you were saying about them yes. being a spirit of the dead as well. Yeah. Quite possibly, yes, it could be a, a spirit hanging around from a you know a baby or young boy that that had sort of died and yeah was serving out that sort of a purpose, yeah, or been picked up by the Fay folk and Fay folk, yeah, changed, yeah, absolutely. So it could yeah. also be a change thing that's also what we would be yeah. considering a spirit of the dead. Yes, but it's just absolutely. that he exists in another realm now. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That does make yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah, I I found uh, I did find one a little bit closer to home to us. Oh wow, in Chelmsford, Chelm blimey, in Chelmsford, yeah. And this one this one popped up in 1946. Okay, Um, and this comes down to um, 
it's quite a funny little one actually and there are probably a few of these around Chelmsford as I speak now okay so many have complained of being harassed by an unknown force while at at this particular building now it doesn't name what building that is but the reports blame an ugly little dwarf said to haunt the area and in particular the churchyard now this says it's oh tell a lie it says it's Springfield Place so oh, if okay. anyone in is in Chelmsford and, and you know, know Springfield, Springfield Place. Place and they know a churchyard, yeah, it's time to go hunting for an ugly little dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. get exactly, those pictures yeah. for us. Get those pictures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's bad. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's this, and again, that that goes down that same route as what you, what you was explaining about there being a very wide range of what is considered fae or fairy. Very, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, it's mad, but um, yeah, just I, I just kind of gone. Sorry, no, I was I was going to say um, I mean you even you even got a story from uh, one of our listeners, didn't you? Who was telling me about? Ah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, again, thank you to uh, to the, the listener for um, for writing in with uh, with this one, um, which is which is quite cool. Um, they they do want to. Um, remain uh, anonymous so uh so fair enough respect that yeah as you know as you can imagine with this type of thing um but it, it took place uh in their home and they were i think they're in their kitchen um if i remember rightly and they're in the process of basically leaving uh to you know obviously exit the kitchen into another room and it was like one of those moments where you sort of turn around and someone else is there, but you don't expect it. And so it was like, a, oh, bloody hell. And, you know, but directly in, in front of them, you know, sort of right in front of their face, um, were, were two fairies. Um, now, wow. they, they were uh, apparently six inches uh, tall. Um, they took a humanoid form in terms of its body and then and limbs, so arms and, and legs. Um, but it's uh, their, their their facial features were more like um, a, a bug, like bug like. So you know, bug. yeah, like a bug, like a, a sort of an insect. So from that, I'd say you know, sort of the big, you know, sort of big bulbous eyes, um, you know, sort of flat you know sort of flat nose and a you know sort of tiny little slit for a mouth um oh and that's, 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 a, that's a very interesting description isn't it it is right because that has actually yeah. popped up in in other accounts that i know we've both uh, read from various from various cultures so that seems to be quite um quite fitting to to other other descriptions um and so it, they were right in front of you know this this person's face and to me it kind of sounded like it was almost like an oz effect thing which i know you mentioned from uh james's uh you know experience where all other you know sort of noise seemed to be sort of removed because all this person could could hear was the flapping of their wings like the the buzzing almost like like wow yeah like if you imagine it was like a I don't know, like if you have like a butterfly or, or something near your ear and you can hear that kind of, that flapping of, of wings. Um, well, like a, almost like a, like a hummingbird, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly like that. Wow. Yeah, Exactly like that. I think they might might even have referenced that when they told me the story, actually. So, yeah, so that's a good good. Well, it definitely couldn't have been hummingbirds. We yeah. don't 
have the I'm guessing this person was in the UK. Uh no, actually. No, oh, overseas. Oh, okay. Yeah, overseas. So yeah. Oh. So yeah, so it, it, I don't know if it would have been. But no, I mean it wasn't. But, but but you made you was bang on with that kind of likeness with the gotcha. you know, with the sound because I think that's what they referenced as a as a point of reference to, you know, imagine what it what it sounded like. Um and so it was it, they they had that interaction where you know they were sort of looking at one another not expecting the other to sort of be there so it was a bit like oh okay and <laughs> well they were surprised as well or both Is... yeah yeah the the, yeah. The, the the fairies weren't expecting anyone to be you know sort of in the house and obviously the person in the house wasn't expecting to to see two bloody fairies <laughs> you know it's hilarious you know especially sort of right in front of uh you know, right in front of their face. So, um, yeah, so there was a moment of, um, yeah, sort of a moment of interaction um, where, yeah, they're just sort of, you know, all looking at, at one another. Um, and then the, the sort of the, the fairies turned and, you know, flew towards a, a wall, which I believe on the other side led to a garage, if I remember rightly. Uh, but they just okay. went, but they just went through the wall as though it wasn't there, just, you know, straight kind of passed straight, you know, straight through it. Um, yeah. Now, the person that sent that in said that the house was um, amongst quite a lot of uh, woodland, um, a lot of, oh, okay. lot of dense, um, dense sort of woodland, high trees, that kind of thing. And obviously, as we know, with, you know, sort of the fey folk and the other associated creatures, they do, they are naturally drawn to those types of um, areas. So trees, woodlands, bushes. Yeah, exactly. Nature's. Yeah. Um, which is what they have a big drawing to. So, um, so yeah, and and this um, would have been quite recent as well, um, at least within the last ten years, I believe. Oh, so not even so like, not even as a like, child. No, they didn't no, this, the person was an adult. Yeah, like our age, I think that's yeah. maybe even a little bit more compelling, really, because yeah. well, we discussed it before about children making things up. And yeah, such. And exactly. No, this was a this. No, this was an adult. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. adults are capable. Of They're also capable of as well. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're adults. We don't do that anymore. We don't lie. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you sully my name? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I believe. Obviously, you trust them. You know uh, them yeah, personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Have, and... To be honest, I wouldn't have read it out if I didn't you know, believe that what they were saying was, you know, was true. If it was just someone writing in with just a sort of a nonsense story just to try and, I don't know, get a bit of notoriety or something, I would have been like, really? Come Stayed on. anonymous like, though, haven't they? You come know, on. But, but yeah, it's, um, yeah. no, the, the, yeah, it was very, you know, it was a very genuine, um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, account. Um, and, and yeah, so yeah, so it was another, another listener, interaction so thank you to the person that sent it in they will no doubt be yeah, listening to this when it, much. when it when it comes out so uh, yeah hopefully i haven't got your story wrong <laughs> but um <laughs> but no i thought that was very uh i thought it was very interesting um oh excellent so yeah but again likewise would, if anyone else has any that they want to uh send in about this or any other interaction or mm. experience then um yeah, yeah it just so happened that keep them this, coming in. you said this came up before they listened before. to the previous episode where we actually mentioned yeah exactly yeah it did yeah so they hadn't even listened to the banshee episode 
when we find out when we said that we were going to be doing be. the next one on fairies before this came across as a potential uh, yeah as a potential um, mm. story. So I think that you know if you wasn't gonna you know sort of believe it, which 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 we you know which I of course do, I think that adds a bit of uh, well, credibility to it as well that it wasn't just well, oh, that's, that's what you would you know, call that's what you would call a synchronicity. A synchronicity, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, right yeah. So that's cropped up, that's fell into your lap before they exactly, listened before to the we, episode. Yeah, and I was just like, I know where I'm going to read this one out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Absolutely, oh, yeah. So no, thank you to uh, listener for submitting that. Um, mm. But at the at the open of the episode, I mentioned there being a quite famous bit of uh, literature that's got a. Uh, quite a, a close uh, relation to sort of fairies and you sort of touched on it on your first story um a, a little earlier with the baby left in the the field yeah. supposedly taken by you know sort of fairies and 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 whatnot um this one uh, this will be brief so i'll just uh, fly through it if, uh, if you don't mind yeah, um, on, mate. but this one involves uh, a scottish novelist by the name of James M. Barry, um, who lost his older brother, David, um, when he fell through um, some ice whilst they were out skating. Um, James was only six at the time. Uh, I don't think it notes how old um, David was, but we know that he was older. Um, but, but David, the one that sadly passed, was their, was their mother's favourite. Uh, and this was obviously known between the two. Ouch. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so to try and comfort her after David died, James would pretend to be him to kind of help comfort the mother, wow. which is which is dark. Um, now, I mean, that's did... that's all different levels of mental health issues I mean, imagine, right there, imagine isn't it? That, that's just like, like knowing that he was the favourite, and then you've also got to pretend to be him to help bring your mother comfort because you, just you being there isn't enough. You've got to pretend to be your dead brother to. Oh, I know, man. It's dark. Oh, no. It's dark. Um, Feel for you, James. Feel for you. I, I, I know. Um, so, this obviously brought, as I say, his mother much, you know, peace and comfort. And uh, it actually inspired James to create his most famous work, which was a story about a free spirited young boy who could fly uh, and lived on a magical island called Neverland. Ah, this was the of boy course, that never grew up. J.M. Barry, who wrote Peter Pan. Yeah, and so something like a you know, a, a, I mean, a typical Disney. They've taken quite a dark, you know, sort of story, yeah, but, you know, quite a sinister origin, and turned it into this lovely, fantastical, pretty musical film where it's actually got quite a dark, <laughs> quite a dark yeah. story, or certainly a you know, sort of a, an origin. And I thought that. That's why I mentioned when you went through your first story about the you know young boy left abandoned, you know picked up by a you know fairy carried away mm. to another realm. You know that's pretty well, much the opening scene to Hook, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say that everyone that's our yeah. age has seen Hook and Hook. Yeah. they've got it with very very fond memories of that film. Oh yeah, as well you know. But that is that's Lovely. basically it. And yeah, exactly. I never noticed it as because we were discussing this on Thursday about Hook. He wasn't that's right. left out. Peter wasn't no. left out. No. It was like... His the, stroller got blown away, didn't it? stroller got blown yeah. away on the wind. Yeah. And then Tinkerbell came along and picked him up. Went, 
Yeah, grabbed yeah, him that and all, swiped. Yeah, yeah, that all sounded a bit, you know, she knows what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, well, She knows. Yeah, which in fairness does tie into the belief, very, very much believed theory on, on what the Fae folk would, you know, would do. Although we've sort of established that she was probably more, you know, pixie than, than Fae, but it, by appearance yeah. at least. Yeah, she certainly had those kind of fairy intentions with, uh, with yeah, taking young human infants. And Peter mm. Pan was... Uh, yeah, a, a sort of a perfect represent, representation of that for, you know, for sort of a pop culture reference, really. Mm. And um, I did find, um, I think it might be, even be worth mentioning now, I mean, we've already yeah. spoken about some, you know, fairly benevolent aspects of it, but also yeah. maybe some of the more negative aspects. And yeah, I know I, you found some dark ones. I found these, yeah. yeah, I did find some very dark ones, actually. Yeah. And I, um, they seem, those stories seem to be in a bit more detail than, I think because because they're a bit more traumatic, that's like they're trying to get more information out there. Yeah. So I've come across a lot of stories on the benevolent side of things that you're okay. supposed to call them benevolent, where some people have just been walking through the woods, they've heard yeah. some music, looked around, and seen some little people, and these little people have gone, <gasps> bosh, gone, that sort of thing. But I did find some um, pretty bad ones really. Um, but I found a dichotomy with regards to like the fairy realm. Um, okay. And it's called the Seely and the Unseely Courts of Scottish Fairies. Oh, uh, yeah, I found that, yeah. Yeah, now yeah, it, right. it shows like a very clear separation of the phase into good and bad groupings. That's, that's right. And it's entailed in, it, it's, it's, it's almost unique in folklore. And this is from the Scottish side of things. So I'm kind of yeah. jumping a little bit ahead, but I think it applies yeah. to all the other regions that we've looked at. Yeah, no, um, absolutely, yeah. Now, what I find is, anyone that doesn't understand what seely or unseely means, seely is an old Anglo-Saxon word as silig or silek, and it means happy, prosperous, pious, auspicious, worthy, or blessed. Yeah. And unseely is... The opposite. the opposite of yeah. that, you know, the whole idea of as above, so below. Yeah. You know, there's a as a as a counterpart yeah. to each Absolutely. side of things. It's essentially good and bad. You've got the mm. good fairies and the bad fairies, haven't you? Good versus evil. Absolutely. Kind of thing. And I came across this this particular story, and it dates from 1911, and it's of a, a Walter Yeelin Evans Wentz. He published a book called The Fairy Faith in Celtic Countries. Okay. Um, now, he interviewed a 73-year-old man by the name of uh, Neil Colton. And okay. as a youth, in 1853, so this predates the book, obviously, yeah. uh, one summer day, he, his brother, and his cousin, they were all um, put to task at gathering berries in the countryside. Okay. Now, they heard some inexplicable ethereal music cut on the air that was coming from beyond these rocks. Okay. So they decided to investigate where this sound was coming from, and they claimed they had come across a small band of fairies dancing in a small clearing. And one of these little folk, a woman dressed in red, suddenly noticed that they were being watched and aggressively rushed toward them. So instead of bolting the other way, yeah, she's you know she seems a bit unhappy with regards to being spotted. Okay. And as she comes, you know, comes towards them, Rick, um, quite aggressively. She picks up a stick and strikes his cousin across the cheek with it. Right. 
right? Then okay. she falls back and she grabs Colton's brother's arm. Um, the group panic and they, they run away. And at some point along the way back to um, back to their house, Colton's cousin, um, she collapsed on the ground, seemingly unconscious. Oh, right. So I don't know whether or not it's through exhaustion, through shock yeah. or, or yeah. whatever, but the girl's father and a priest by the name of Father Ryan then came to the scene and Ryan said a prayer over her body. I mean, that's how it's written in the account. And that doesn't sound great. That he's, he's, that's you know, not ideal, is it? Yeah. Is he pronouncing her dead Yeah. at that point? Helping you know, her pass but, over with a prayer or, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but she eventually, she does slowly wake up. Uh, right. She's very groggy and very uneasy on her feet. Right. Um, but the, the priest, uh, Father Ryan in particular, he comes to the conclusion that if it hadn't been for her grabbing Colton Brother's arm as she yeah. fell back, and as they all started running away, she could have been taken by these fairies and never seen again. Never seen again. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is a an aspect that crops up quite a lot. Um, but do you think it was that, grabbing the Brother's arm that kind of broke broke that sort of contact or broke part of the cycle, which meant she couldn't then be, you know, sort of taken or... Well, the fact that she'd been struck by it. Yeah. You know, there's already that that crossover from, if, if it is a different world, a different dimension or yeah. a different realm, there's already that crossover that's been initiated by this by them, woman in, in red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then, it, you know, it's if she didn't grab onto something or grab mm. onto someone of this realm, mm. the material realm, human realm, whatever, yeah. then potentially she could have been drawn in. Like Swipe. they could have, yeah. the two boys, they could have legged it, Left not looked back it, behind yeah. them. And then she could have yeah. potentially have gone in that instance. I mean, that's at least what they seem to be experiencing now. Yeah. Now there is one that does, come from Scotland that follows a similar sort of thing. Okay. And it's from uh, Aberfoyle. And oh, right, it's yeah. uh, it's named as the Fairy Hill. And this involves Andy. the Reverend <laughs> Robert... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the particular mound known as Fairy Hill. <laughs> yeah. um, the Reverend Robert Kirk was a minister, a, a Gaelic scholar and a folklorist, best known for the secret Commonwealth. Ah. So it's a... Yeah, it's a thesis on yeah. fairy folklore, witchcraft, ghosts, and second sight. Um, <laughs> anyone that doesn't know uh, second sight, it's a type of extrasensory perception described as a phenomenon by the people of the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. So Kirk, um, unfortunately, he died before he could uh, see the, the secret Commonwealth published. Um, but legends arose after Kirk's death saying that he'd been taken away to the fairy world for revealing the secrets of the good people. Now, we discussed this before on Thursday that we did. in these stories and the ancient folklore, they're not, the word fairy wasn't really used. It's, it, the fairy is more right. of a, 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 a recent sort of thing. So it's they more were of a recent called... usage, yeah. They were, they were um, yeah, as you say, people didn't like to directly refer to them as fairy because they felt that that kind of drew them in or brought some sort of bad bad luck with it so they yeah referred to them as yeah i think even little those people, that may must not be mentioned he who shan't be named and all that business yeah it was uh little people or hidden people i think were the mm. two popular 
kind of sub referencing, yeah. uh, I guess. The good people. Or, yeah, the good people, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there's also another guy that was involved in regards to researching um, the, the, the circumstances surrounding Kirk's death. And that was a Scottish studies and folklore scholar, Stuart Sunderland, or Sanderson, sorry, Stuart okay. Sanderson. And he surmised this. He said it was, um, it, he was in that Kirk. So Kirk was in the habit of taking a turn in his nightgown on summer evenings on the ferry hill beside the manse <laughs> in order to get a breath of fresh air before retiring to bed. And one evening in 1692, the 14th of May, his body was found lying, apparently dead, upon the hill. Now, Kirk's tomb is located in Aberfoyle Churchyard, and a popular legend questions whether his ashes or even his body is actually buried there. Mm. Um, and after his death, all these folklores arose, saying that his body had been taken away by the fairies to become the chaplain of the fairy queen. Yeah. So... There was also another gentleman that was involved in the research, and it was a Roderick uh, Sace. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that last name, but it's S-A-Y-C-E. Okay. And he was um, at the Museum of Archaeology and Anthropology at the University of Cambridge, and he noted the similarity between the legend of Kirk's death and the Germanic legend of Daedric von Bern, who in one tale was taken away by a dwarf when he died, and according to says, both share a theme common to ancestral spirit cults. The departed are taken away to the fairyland. Yeah. So, yeah. again, it's that idea of being the, the, the soul or the body or literally being taken from one realm, our realm, the material realm, yeah. into fairyland, fairy world, neverland. Neverland, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's all, all coming from somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that's, um, yeah, that's interesting. That, yeah, I, I found the same thing on the Sealy and the Unsealy Court. Um, and uh, I thought that was really quite interesting. And yeah, that story I remember you saying uh, previously, I think, is really, um, really, really quite compelling, actually. I, I like that one because, again, it has that kind of dark undertone um, in terms of, you know, us being taken to that realm to, serve another purpose almost like a life after death type thing you know that you you just you you live but in a different you know realm in a you know in a different as a different being or a, you yeah. know, a different state that's the, the idea know. of an afterlife almost yeah it? exactly yeah absolutely yeah so i kind of yeah but what it seems like, like as well that. is that you could possibly be taken before your mortal death that's yes. also something that seems quite uh apparent as a as an option yeah yeah, yeah, really. So, you died. yeah, yeah. So when when he did, you know, yeah, you know, when he was in the habit of going up to the mound on his in his nightgown, in his nightgown, to go and get a him. breath of fresh air. <laughs> you, yeah. you can't see it, but I'm making quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what he tells the misses anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just going, going for a stroll, yeah. babe. But don't worry about me. Yeah. You need to put your trousers on. No, no, no. I don't need my trousers. That's no, fine. No, just don't, no, don't need my trousers. Just no. going up to the mound. Yeah, in my nightgown. Just going to go up in my nightgown. And get some air to them. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, going to have an area. Yeah. Don't mind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's pretty well it's, it's scotland so i'm guessing they didn't really wear trousers back then no, it, was kilts, it was all skirts anyway wasn't it yeah <laughs> some skirts. Kilts, sorry kilts sorry <laughs> gotta correct myself <laughs> um yeah there was um yeah i mean you and you, you briefly mentioned uh the uh germanic um origins mm. uh, for fairies which was one of the other origins that i um sort of looked into as as long as well as the uh slavic as well but um before actually jumping into the germanic bit specifically it it, it did make a lot of references or comparisons back to the english um it, like iterations of fairy or, or origins um okay. and a couple of things that came up which uh the first one came up in our banshee episode um which is why i want to mention it again um but um the Valkyrie uh, of, uh, of Norse uh, legend and, and mythology um, mm. have been uh, likened to a fairy as they were also likened to being a possible uh, banshee um, because, again, they don't necessarily commit the death, but they, you know, they, they deliver the news that, you know, that someone has died and like with fairies taking yeah. the dead away. You know, so there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a few, I say a lot, there's a few similarities there again with, you know, with the Valkyrie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, uh, Roderick Sacy, I think you're right. I think he hits mm. the nail on the head there, especially with regards to that, yeah. because the Valkyries are taking the soul to Valhalla to yeah. be with Odin. Odin, um, yeah. You know, to be there ready to fight in his army for when Ragnarok occurs. Yeah, And I suppose, exactly, it, yeah, yeah, it's that idea of taking the, that person from one realm to another, to like, another um, yeah, to like serve purpose. that sort of thing as well, wasn't it? Exactly right, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. so I thought that was um, quite interesting. That even though I looked into the the Germanic origins, but they mentioned they mentioned that um, the other one that um, that did catch my eye, which was it was something that I did find in the English uh, origin, uh, which again came up in the uh, Germanic, was. Um, was reference to um, the time of uh, of King Arthur, um, oh. which I know also came up in a in a previous um, episode, didn't it? That's right, it did. Yeah, um, very very briefly, but yeah, yeah. I like. I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of King Arthur, though. I oh, must no, say, no, from I, a literary love, point of view, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, and, and this one. Um, it kind of involves all of them, really, all the sort of the big names in that kind of legend. Um, but specifically with uh, with this one, uh, Morgan Le Fay, um, mm. or Morgana, um, who was obviously a you know, female um, sort of sorceress or, or magician. That's right, yeah. Um, was uh, was she's, King Arthur's half-sister. Yeah, um, she's often portrayed as the villain as well, isn't she? She is. In the more modern tellings. Well, she's in the nick cage film the sorcerer's apprentice and she was very much the the sort of the the villain um the, the evil sorceress oh, okay she she pops up right at the uh, right at the end so again a, you know pop pop culture reference um so yes yeah, so she was king arthur's half sister and she was believed to be uh, a fairy um and obviously her her name you know le fay obviously french for the fairy um they they believe that um the the kind of the fairy origins um, kind of stemmed from that, and they actually used her name um, to associate with with those beings and uh, and creatures, um, which uh, I thought was quite an interesting 
take on the uh, potential origin, um, at least, because, of course, we don't yet know whether the legend of King Arthur is just that, a legend, or whether he actually uh, existed. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of... Um, there's been some research into it that the some people believe the tale actually originated in, in uh, France or yeah. what it was called at the time, Francia. Yeah. Um, but right. even going older than that, that it was an older Germanic story. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Which I think is why it's cropped up in my research on the Germanic origins uh, more mm-hmm. so than it did the um, the, the English Um but a couple of other um, sort of characters from that legend sort of popped up. So, um, of course, the Lady of the Lake, um, who gifted King Arthur Excalibur, his you know famous uh, sword. Uh, she's um, believed to be uh, a fairy, um, although she'd be more of a, a, a sort of a water sprite uh, type of um, fairy or a no, nymph. She was some um, watery bint throwing out swords. Water reaching, <laughs> throwing out swords, exactly right. Yeah. There's no basis for government at all. Exactly, <laughs> exactly right. Um, <laughs> you knew it was coming. Exactly, was coming. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so she's, uh, yeah, so she's also claimed to be. And uh, and also uh, Guinevere, um, King Arthur's wife, um, was also believed to be um, uh, of, uh, of the Fae. Um, the, the interesting thing for me as well was that he's it, it, also widely believed that the the knights of the round table were either born of fairies uh, or they married female fairies. Um, so in some way there's that, you know, kind of fairy sort of connection. And of course you've got, um, you know, as well as Morgana, you've also got Merlin as well, the, uh, you know, infamous sort of magician. So was, you know, was he a, a, uh, a fae of sorts with his magic powers mm. and his trickery and, and, uh, and whatnot. So it's, you know, it's believed that he's also part of that, you know, sort of realm as well. So, you know, could that be why there's no evidence or or anything or yeah, any I mean, stories of their existence because they disappeared to a, another realm or indeed existed within another realm? You know, that's that's a absolutely. part of the, I had a, you know sort of belief. And it was the previous episode where that guy was it Pike um, was looking into the final resting place of oh um, Colin Perk. Perk, Colin Perk, that was it, not Pike, Colin yeah, Perk. Colin Perk, yeah. yeah. He was um, yeah, no women in black episode. That's right. Yeah, he was looking into the uh, um, final resting place, and he was obviously warned off of investigating mm-hmm. further by the uh, WIB. Someone, so, yeah, from someone. So again, another drawback to a previous episode. It's all yeah, well, but what, I, what I find so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all seen that wet red that, string meme, isn't it? <laughs> Charlie Day with the red that, string. How's the research uh, going? Yeah. Well, again, that's what I like about um, the, the the story of King Arthur is, is yeah. I guess it's all the people's stories and uh, ideas as to who the characters were, where they came from. And it was always said that uh, Merlin was supposed to have been a druid. Yes. And yeah. there's not much in the mainstream, I guess, really, that... Not many people know too much about the Druids, which is a bit of a shame because they are the ancient people of the land that we live yeah. and the land that we have, you know, grown from. So yeah. we should really know. Should know really, yeah. I mean, I, what it, is it, available, actually, but we don't really know much at all. No, I don't. So I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm one of those, sadly. But uh, mm. 
but uh, but yeah, uh, but, but mean, no, so I thought that potentially. was um, yeah, well, exactly, yeah, yeah potentially. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. It, it draws in sort of an, another legend to kind of help su- support its own by you know drawing these um, you know sort of comparisons. So um, no, I mean that that caught my eye as soon as I saw Morgana pop up. I thought, hang about. <laughs> Mm. this is going to be interesting and then yeah this whole other i mean again it was another black hole to add to the black hole that we'd already tumbled down and it was just going to be be a constant um tumbling of uh i think we we certainly peeked into the warren didn't we didn't we just yeah didn't we just christ yeah um so but no it was interesting to to kind of find that i'm sure there is far more to it but i just thought for the Mm. purposes of this episode i thought that was enough to kind of draw comparisons and you know, and potential uh, references between, you know, sort of the two. Yeah, well, there's there was, again, going going down a similar sort of route to what you spoke about there, I, I, I want to talk about this um, one that actually comes from Ireland. And okay. it's in the 1800s, there was a report of what appears to have been a whole, mur- I say murderous group of fairy folk um, yeah. that rose up and attacked a witness. Now, the story was actually told by Claire Westrop, okay. Westrope. Um, and in this case, it seems to revolve around uh, the discovery of a fairy fort by a moat. Okay. Now, this is near uh, Listunfana in a region that's very, very rich with fairy folklore. Okay. And I may end up butchering the pronunciation of this particular location, so <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> Uh, and she before. goes on no we don't one, once or twice <laughs> she goes on to say that at the natural fort crowned by uh, the small ring wall of Croagati <laughs> on uh, near Lundisfana or Listunfana even we were told to cross ourselves as a protection against the Danan okay now, the place was nevertheless undoubtedly regarded by the older people living near it as the most dangerous fairy fort. Yeah, okay. And we were told how certain badger hunters who brought drink with them mm. after a long festival on its summit got benighted. They got benighted there. So oh, benighted, right. wow. they got attacked. Yeah. They eventually returned home, sobering up by through fright, as they suddenly saw a whole fleet of them coming up the mound and escaped only just in time. So wow. yeah. what they what they describe as them are small, pale, uh, human-like creatures that were carrying small spears and screaming in a language that they didn't understand. Wow. So... Okay. Warrior fairies. Warrior fairies, yeah. They're warrior fairies. Tribes, yeah. Yeah. Now, this, ah, I'm glad you said that word tribe because <laughs> there's a long, long legend over in Ireland yeah. about the Tuatha Dadanan, which yes. translates to the tribe of Dan. Yeah. Now, I'm going to quickly gloss over this because, again, this was another one of those deep rabbit holes that I could have just gone well into. And just exactly, gone. yeah. Potentially, there's a whole other episode just on this. Mm. Now, um, the lost there's the tribe of Dan is one of the lost tribes that came from uh, the Levant, which is the westernmost point of the Mediterranean, so the land yeah. around that sort of area. Now, 
apparently there was 10 tribes that migrated away from that area, the tribe of Dan being one yeah. of them. Dan. Now, Dan. 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 Is that oh. Dan? Uh, Steve. Dan? Steve. Oh, okay. That's not <laughs> yeah, it wasn't tribe of Dan, Steve, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> it wasn't that at all. <laughs> they were charged. The tribe itself was charged with leaving the Serpent's Trail. Now, the tribe of Dan in particular were great seafarers and they were able to build these ships that allowed them to sail incredibly quickly. So yeah. these ships had been likened to those that the uh, the Scandinavians sailed over to okay. Britain with, Britain, like the, the longboats. Long yeah. So let's say the Serpent's Trail. So the Serpent's Trail would be where the boat goes because the serpent was always at the head of the boat. That's right. So the way they did it was they actually named various different things after what they what they discovered so anything that had dan din don or doe something like that you know the five, five days of fairy dodgeball isn't it dan <laughs> yeah. din don dan you can you can dodge a doe you can dodge a fairy <laughs> but, uh, sardinia being one of them that was one of their it, was, it translates as the realm of dan um denmark <laughs> Denmark yeah, actually translates yeah. as Dan's Mark or the resting place of Dan. Um, but I won't go over that. That was pretty much where I'm going to leave it because it was a really, really okay. interesting um, part of actual human anthropology that has been able to be they've the, the found this. This is found to be true. Yeah, there's actually um, yeah, so this historic. Is a, yeah, This is a potential of where that these could actually have been real people. Without cultures origin came from is actually a real yeah. people believed to have existed yeah absolutely and there's a really good video on youtube that if anyone is interested in taking checking that out search for where the tribe of that today and it's by truth vids it's only a 15 minute video but it's a really really good summary of what the tribe of dan is about and it does mention the tuatha da danan right. which was supposed to be a race of beings that had yeah. magical powers as well. Okay. And what was it called again? Sorry, the, the video? It's called uh, Where is the Tribe of Dan Today? Okay. And it's by Truth Vids. Yeah. Well, share, I mean, we've um, also we've both um, watched it, but we'll again, we'll share it on the, the socials mm. just for ease if any listeners want to sort of give it a go. But we, we've not obviously, or you haven't dived into it anymore because, again, it was one of those vast black holes that would take us on a complete tangent yeah. which almost would have taken us away from you know kind of what you were talking I'm about i'm really i'm really having to hold myself back here i know i, I can I tell find anthropology <laughs> yeah. so interesting no, and this I'm one so really passionate is, about it as well and this one really is interesting and it gives that kind of you know it gives that kind of which we always try and look for is that real world explanation mm. for something so you know real world evidence that supports either this theory or this legend you know where these creatures come from and yeah it turns out in in this particular origin um which derives you know sort of partly from ireland as you say um it mm. could actually have been a um like a species of people um yeah that were interacted with um which is this... potentially where the whole fairy thing came from in that part of the world bleed bleeding into the celtic stuff um, absolutely because well. it, it even uh, to okay i don't want to go too much into it because i will ramble and i'll just go <laughs> word vomit <laughs> all of you because <laughs> yeah. there is there's a lot about our human history that we don't know 
absolutely in the masses that is but it's still being studied it's being discovered there's always new stuff coming out anthropology is is one of those it's one of those subjects that is it's really really worth getting into and finding out exactly where we've come from where these where migrations of people have been across the world at what different times and exactly there's huge links between the Tuatha De Danan with regards to their um their uh, appearance, their attributes and everything, yeah. and the Asia gods of Scandinavian culture. Mm. So the gods from Asgard. Yeah. So, which is really interesting because they come from the East. So in Scandinavia, right, as I yeah. say, they come from the East. And this particular realm, the, the, the Levant is sort of Southeast, more, yeah. south, more South than, yeah. than East, but it's Southeast. Yeah. So it does actually show this tribe of Dan, their, mm. their migration through all these various different places. Yeah. Um, so check it out. Check out that video. Yeah. And, and it's a yeah, very, it's very interesting um, part. No, it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely a good one. As you say about, you know, sort of migration and stuff. And, you know, obviously I um, mentioned a little earlier about the, um, the, the Germanic stuff um, and their, their legend or their folklore draws itself from um again we mentioned uh, uh sort of uh you know gnomes um goblins dwarfs as being a particular you know type of fairy well this seems to be mm. the kind of origin of the germanic folklore um particularly referenced as the moss people or the moss folk um mm. they could they also are referred to as the wood people or the wood folk so it gives you an idea on on or kind of where they're found in uh, in, in in Germany, um, but they are basically considered a class of uh, fairy folk, and yeah, they have an intimate connection to trees and the forest, which is yeah. you know kind of a given by how what they're referenced by. Um, they are described similar to dwarfs, um, being small in stature, grey and old looking. Um, hairy and clad in moss. Um, uh, now, again, another, I don't know about you, but certainly when I was reading this, their description for anyone who's uh, seen Frozen, <laughs> the, uh, yes. I don't know, that came up in uh, <laughs> a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they go and see these little, these little dwarf like creatures um, in the, the rock trolls, aren't they? Rock trolls, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that that description reminded me of them because they're obviously small in stature, grey and old looking, covered in moss and yeah, that kind of thing. So it and there's a lot so, of Germanic folklore in in, in both Disney, of the Frozen films yeah, and both the Frozen specifically. Yeah, so I wonder, I, I did wonder whether there was a a kind of deliberate um, kind of borrowing of you know the the sort mm. of the description in 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 that. But again, just for another kind of popular reference, that's that's what kind of drew my mind too when i when i read yeah, there's been there have been some again i cut a brushed across them weeks ago not necessarily in this research but right. weeks ago in other researches where people have actually analyzed the various different um references that are made in both frozen one and two yeah not just like the the characters and such but yeah. also the movements and symbols and everything else that's involved in in those films yeah and it's from from memory, it was very very interesting to see that they've actually put a lot of effort yeah, into yeah. 
put in these cultural the, the accuracy culturally yeah oh yeah yeah and the relevance to these particular symbols and and actions and and stuff yeah. like that so like when she's uh, I can't remember what her name is the one that does all the ice and everything when yeah. she she um Elsa yeah when she builds these structures and whatnot mm. there's sacred geometry yeah you know as well yeah so again this it goes a lot deeper it goes far I don't deeper, know if they're but... doing it don't know if they're doing it on purpose. It's Whether it's subliminal or deliberate things. or or kind of what, but yeah, but yeah, like mm. you say, there's all those references, and and this definitely um, sort of struck something with me when I read those descriptions. That was kind of the first thing that where my mind went in terms of a, a real world sort of reference. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're um, basically the the origin um, and the, the 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 description, the name sort of derives from an old. Germanic word that basically means forest demon. So you can get an idea of the sort of the persona that these things mm. would, you know, would, would kind of um, would take on. Um, uh, and interestingly, um, and I know this will draw back to, I believe, our Bigfoot episode. Um, numero oh. Uno. Um, numero Uno, the big but, man uh, <laughs> Yes, it. Um, <laughs> but parallels have also been drawn between the moss people and um, the woodwose. Um, also known ah. as the wild man, and the wild man does come up quite a lot in in Germanic folklore. But yes. I know that also in our Bigfoot episode, and I think specifically in your research, I think you found that there were some possible connections between the Bigfoot and Woodwose. That's um, right, yeah. Which and uh, then the Green Man as well, which is the Green Man, uh, the Wild Man, yeah, all mm. kind of pretty much one of the same from what I've seen, certainly from the the Germanic side. So again, that was another. Um, parallel to uh, another sort of episode so it's all these again all these sort of uh, connections but i thought that was mm. um that was quite interesting um so the thing that the, the the sort of the deal with these moss uh moss people moss folk is that they would typically uh, borrow items from humans or they would ask for help um the person if they obliged would be generously uh, compensated um, for you know, for their help or for allowing these presumably tools or you know or, or sort of equipment to be uh, you know to be borrowed. Um, now, the way that they would be compensated would be by the moss folk giving them good advice. So, I guess much like the banshee, where they would you know sort of let them know about what some you know an enemy was up to, or you know, oh yeah, like the Ben Nye and the, yeah, uh, putting them down. Uh, certain path to riches and yeah that's it so you know certain you know riches and you know uh benefits and and that kind of thing well Um, we know how they had to uh sneak up on the ben nine and capture her we do do, yes and get all the knowledge what do they have to do with the woodwose well i I would dread to think i would dread to think i don't even want to go make up your own minds people but yeah we'll leave that to the listeners (laughs) to imagine and i'm sure all their minds have gone to the same uh, the same place. Um, <laughs> if they haven't, then they're not on our wavelength. Shame on you, yeah. We are way below them. <laughs> yeah, we're way below. Yeah, way below. We're on um, a much lower frequency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, the, the odd... This is where, it again, takes a sort of an odd turn, like much of these do. Um, they would ask humans um, for breast milk to help feed their own young. Um, now, how they got the milk hasn't been described, but again, I'm sure we can all uh, we can all imagine. Um, yeah, um, 
the female of the uh, wasp people um, could bring about a, a plague with one hand, but then also offer the cure with the other. Um, and it was only the female of the, uh, the moss folk. So it was known that a plague would ravage a town or a village. Mm. Um, and just at the point of, you know, despair, you know, local villagers or, you know, whatever, just local, you know, sort of humans would, would walk to the edge of the, the forest and the moss, you know, the moss people would walk out and the cure would be wouldn't be directly given to the people, but they would mm. say, right, you know, you need to get this herb, you need to get this mineral, you need to get this, this, and this, mix it together, and this will cure your plague. And f- more often than not, it would actually, you know, it, it would so, actually work. So it'd be like, we've given you the plague. You don't know that, but you're asking for help. We're now going to give you that help, and you'll mm. be forever in our debt, sort of thing. So it was kind of like a, oh, okay. a trickery. Is that sort forever of, being in the debt? Thing yeah, again, it's a bit it? like the government. You know, the government they they cause oh, the yeah. problem, and then they offer you the solution, and you're like, oh, thank you. It's like, That's awfully topical, there, Callum. Awfully, I know, right? I know. Hello, we do. We do. <laughs> what topical. could you possibly be talking about? <laughs> we do, mate, we do topical on the, on this podcast as well as uh, the make believe and the fantastical. You know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we like to keep it relevant. <laughs> well, but we draw from all corners here. That's it. Keeping with the times. Yeah, that's it. We draw references from everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and yeah, so that's really the the main kind of basis of the Germanic uh, folklore with regards to their kind of fairy origin. And again, it's taken on a slightly different image to what mm-hmm. certainly I and probably most people would have imagined when you when you hear of fairy, you, you, as we went over earlier, you, you imagine the, you know, the down to Disney, pretty it? little flying creature. Yeah, exactly. It's Disney again, kind of changing, changing a, a story or an origin to fit their, you know, kind of fit their agenda, which well, yeah, again, like, Think harking back to like Disney, you know the idea of Beauty and the Beast. Like, I remember the yeah. story of it. Yeah. It was that he refused entry to this this hag. Yeah, you know this this, and then you know when he refused entry because he was awful, she turned she into this beautiful yeah. fairy yeah. and then cursed him. Yeah, and she cursed him with this plague, which you know ravaged the forest around him until the 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 prophecy was fulfilled or the curse yeah. was broken. Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that yeah. old idea that's it's, it's a tale as old as time. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! With the, with the uh, roll the credits, and that's us done. Thank you for joining. <laughs> that's brilliant. I oh like fuck that. it, I'm really sorry about that. Very it's well like, done. That was out like, of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. That was that was impressive, man. Kudos for that. For the oh, uh, the reference. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that, that sort of really covers the um yeah, that, that, that comes to the you know the Germanic origin. Again, a lot of the stories or the folklore was sort of really much of a muchness. There wasn't really anything overly compelling, but I thought the origin was good in itself because it was different to the English one in the sense that these were you know specifically kind of you know wood folk um and, and sort of dwarves or you know, sort of goblin. actually like been able to almost like pinpoint them directly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not what we've been able to do with, with the English stuff. No, not necessarily. No, there's like I say, it's different variations or, you know, iterations mm. of, of that kind of origin. Uh, and even the descriptions themselves change. Whereas this one seemed to be 
you know a little bit more um specific and aside from the story about them being able to uh um you know bring about a plague but then also cure it at the same time and then also interacting with humans to you know borrow you know tools or uh, ask for help that was really the kind of the general premise of a lot of the the kind of the stories there wasn't anything mm. particular you know, like an actual physical account where it was like on you know this date in this year this was reported yeah. happened you know so it was, it's all very it's more it's, legendary and more folklore you know the, yeah i found than actual i mean these stories were quite likely told long before written language really yes you yeah know. so it's yeah it's kind of worked its way through time and no doubt it's been modernized and bastardized and oh yeah whatever else to yeah, you know, to create well, you got, some you of got these, things like uh, the Brothers Grimm and and, and such. Which, oh yeah, them yeah, which pretty much funded as a, not funded um solely influenced again Disney. Disney. <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. for the Brothers Grimm, I don't think we'd have Disney to be honest. But uh, this is true, yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe maybe we've just thought of another episode. Maybe the Brothers Grimm, although they weren't cryptids per se, but uh, certainly they certainly spoke about them. That's certainly for sure. legends, yeah. Um, yeah. The only other, um, just to sort of move on fairly briefly, uh, before we look at, I guess, wrapping up the um, the Slavic uh, origin. Um, mm. That was one, you know, we've done the Celtic, we've done the English, um, and the Germanic. Um, the other one was the French, but I really couldn't find it other than the, you know, Morgan Le Fay reference, which again came up in the Germanic. I couldn't really find anything overly sort of compelling with the French mm. one, which is much like the same as the, the Slavic one. There isn't, there wasn't really anything in their origins that kind of, again, there was anything different. It was nothing different, but at the same time, there was nothing that kind of pinpointed a particular, you know, creature. So was it a pixie? Was mm. it a fairy? Was it a gnome, a goblin? You know, th- th- there wasn't really any one kind of iteration. Whereas with the Slavic, it seemed that they used, they used one term, you know, much like we use fairy to depict a number of different creatures, they did the same. They mm. used a term that covered, you know, gods, goddesses, fairies, vampires, you know, whatever. I guess before the words like vampire and fairy were were sort of, I guess, created, they just used their own yeah. one word. So, you know, you, you, you would think that, you know, you'd start reading about what you thought was maybe a fairy origin, but then it would start naming goddesses or it would start mentioning vampires and so it was all very kind of uh, was it convoluted i guess or very you know sort of over yeah. overdone with other influences so there wasn't really any one kind of origin which i felt was interesting or or sort of compelling enough so i didn't really dive too much into the the slavic or the the french ones because again you could have it could have gone spent all your time getting involved in that side of it and it could actually yeah. have been quite complicated. Like we was we was talking about it beforehand. Yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah. Them pretty much having the same name. Yeah. So I mean like the I'm, goddess, I'm... the vampires, the fairies, uh, all these various different creatures, just not necessarily yeah. being called something individually, just we don't but, know what that is. So what was it? It was uh, I mean, I'll I'll butcher it. Um but in it. Russian it was Beriginyas or in Beriginyas. It was Berihinyas. Uh, so it was yeah. like a girt and a her was the only real difference between kind of the two. But again, it was that it was those it was that one word in each of those cultures which would describe seemingly describe a whole host of different sort of things. And so it was hard to kind of pinpoint a particular origin because mm. it, it all just seemed to come flooding in, 
you know, at the, the same time. It's, it's believed that there was, you know, a Slavic sky god, uh, Perrin, I believe his name was, uh, when he was introduced to what is now known as the Slavic lands, um, about around the 6th century, um, brought with him creatures that we now know as fairies and vampires. But mm. because they all came together, it was seen as though they were all kind of like one of the same. So well, they they were just keeps... given the one sort of... They were given the one sort of reference, and that and that yeah. was seemingly it. That was really the only person you could probably connect that with the idea of the Sealy and the Unsealy court, though. You know, we yeah, would still could, class yeah. that as Fae, the two yeah, yeah. courts as yeah, Fae, but they are, extent, I guess, yeah, in one of the same, one well, each a different side of the same coin. So they're still Fae, well, but they're just yeah, I guess a the... good side and a bad side. Maybe. I guess you could. But I guess I, I found that they were all certainly from what I read, and this was just my interpretation. Obviously, I, you know, I could be wrong in that, but mm. I, I sort of found that it was just it, they were one of the same. They were one. They were the same side of the coin. You know, there wasn't any attempt at differentiating between all of the various beings, like this particular goddess or this this sky god Perrin, or you know, you know, this reference is Beraginyas. Yeah. Um, that they that they reference so uh, and that's as far as I got with it because again it was you know like yourself with the tribe of Dan it was there was the potential to go down a black hole which would have taken me I think so far from what we were or what we are talking about that yeah it, it would have been hard to get back to what I wanted to find out you know they were talking about their own sort of sky gods and their own goddesses and all this other thing and it was, oh, yeah. it was almost going into the foundation of like the origins of slavic religion as opposed to absolutely you're, you're starting to go into anthropology at that point yeah and, and that's and why I, I had to pull the plug because i thought i could get lost in this black hole mm. and it was almost enough content for its own episode there was so much kind of to it that i just I mean, like you with the other stuff i i had to kind of stop mm. while i was ahead otherwise i could have got lost in it to be honest yeah. again if people were you know particularly interested in, in kind of knowing more then um, then yeah, that that's kind of where I sort of got to and and stopped before I realised I could end up, yeah, <laughs> getting lost in yet another black yeah. hole. Yeah, well, see, um, this warren of black holes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but what I do, I do want to mention a couple more stories before yeah, we sure. get off the fence, and I'm going to try and get through these as uh, as yeah, quickly okay. as possible. Now, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned one about stateside, didn't I? You did, yes, you did. Yes. I did. I did mention one about state stateside. Yeah. Now, do we do a drum roll no, for where? Unfortunately, it was? no. Oh. We're not going back to West Virginia. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I teased you with it. I teased you, tempted you in, <laughs> slammed the door behind you, and yeah. you ain't getting out. And we're not You're getting out. Yeah. You're in the fairy <laughs> realm now, my friend. Yeah, see, yeah. Welcome to the Thunderdome. No. <laughs> ah, excellent. Now, this one actually uh, involves a folk singer by the name of Artie Troll. And this oh, was okay. in 1972. Mm. Now, majority of Artie's work um, revolved around uh, the state of New York. And it seems like he didn't really travel much further. Now, right. he, was a, he was a regular at the Woodstocks and such okay um and in the, on this year in particular he was taking uh he was taking a walk along uh this wood woodland trail well-trodden path in fact mm. and uh 
he'd been there many times before and this particular time he heard a chorus of strange voices on the air commanding him to run man run yeah which now, is that's a bit weird anyway creep anyone out in the in woods yeah, you hear music and then you hear that being chanted with the yeah. music i mean uh... <laughs> i mean american woodlands dangerous anyway pretty you much know, yeah. the various different you know fauna that they've got yeah. out there the big cats the bears and uh, wolves and such yeah, exactly, um, yeah. i'm not so sure about upstate new york in particular but i don't know yeah. certainly... there's a lot of farms up there so there might be a lot of woodland and I don't know about the wildlife specifically, but yeah. Yeah, wildlife is what I was, I'm not sure about the yeah, wildlife in particular, yeah. but um, but either way, the wildlife wouldn't be shouting out, run, man, run. So no, that's beside no. the point. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. So these voices were supposedly accompanied by a strange melody of what sounded like fiddles and pipe instruments. Okay. Now, we spoke about this on a previous episode again, um, yeah. about music being heard on the air and disembodied yep. voices and right. such. So the music started growing and there didn't seem to be any particular like discernible source. And so this kind of freaked Artie out a little bit and he, he picked up his pace. So as he made his way through the woods, he claimed that he had been met with a thunderous sound of crackling, like some uh, like a crackling of some sort, which has been um, reported in other people's counts. Um, as well as what he describes as a great motion. So I didn't understand what he meant by that. So I, I looked into other stories in which they've reported on this. And it seems like he felt the air move. Okay. Now, whether or not that sounds like stepping into a vacuum. Yeah. Or something like that, but he felt a great motion or like the air moving mm. that he couldn't quite explain. Right. And in the meantime, he found that his head was that in his head was thousands of voices, thousands of words that made no sense. So right. again, maybe another language that's going over and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, when he got out of the woodland, the music and the voices melted away, and it seemed rather aggressive rather aggressive is the way that he he felt like he was being chased by something right okay uh, i don't know whether it was the the great the great hunt or the fairy yeah. realm exactly yeah. That is, yeah um but what he did say was he felt that he only withstood this great emotion and all these sounds and all these voices and he didn't succumb to it or whatever it was, was because he managed to actually get out of the forest in time. Right. Now, that's something that a lot of people, a lot of reports have come up. So it doesn't seem like it's a particular, it doesn't sound benevolent, that's for sure. No, definitely it's, not. You know, it sounds definitely very malevolent. much like they're, yeah. they're trying to get him. Yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Like the, the spirits of the forest, the nature spirits, for some reason, are trying to get him. They're trying to take Something him. Like it was like sort of their version of a fox hunt. You know, they were playing the fiddles and that as their kind of warning music. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. They're chanting. They we're going to take yeah. him. Yeah, you best run, boy, or we're going to get you. <laughs> we're going to get you. Yeah. Um, and I found another one, another international uh, story oh, okay. that actually comes from uh, the other side of the world. Right. It's from Australia. Oh, now, right. okay. this is actually from a, a website called paranormalencounters.com. 
and a reader claimed that he had come face to face with uh, some sort of wood sprite in Australia known as a Wujari. Okay. Now, the Wujaris are, are well known to the Aboriginals um, and they know them as mischievous and sometimes violent little people. Right. Now, the witness claims that in the 1980s, um, again, he remained anonymous for this particular story, but in the 1980s, he had uh, been in the suburb of Perth as a child. Uh, along with his brother and his cousins. They were playing hide-and-seek in the bushland when they heard a little noise nearby. So this kind of, sort of echoes the story that I first went on about, Yeah. Um, where the, the cousin got struck in the face by a little angry woman. That's right, yeah. Um, when he turned towards the source um, and to go and have a look and see what it was about, he claims that he saw a small Aboriginal man that measured only 13 inches in height. A tiny little man had a spear in his hands. He glared at the witness angrily before throwing the spear at him. Oh, wow. Now, the spear got lodged in his foot because, for some reason, this child decided to go out barefoot in the Australian bushland. As you do. Yeah, as you you do. know, with all these various different creatures that are trying to kill you yeah. for the moment you step off the plane with regular yeah, shoes on. Yeah, exactly. Um, now... This spear actually got lodged in his foot. Right. But what's really strange about this, now, again, this might this might be where most people will drop out, and I reckon you might drop out on this one. Right. Um, when the little man retreated, the spear and the wound allegedly vanished completely. Okay. Yeah. And Convenient. <laughs> yes. Now, this is something that has cropped up before and we spoke about right. this i believe we spoke about this in the bigfoot episode so i'm going to harken back to that now right. as well. Blimey. okay now tracks from cryptids and objects left behind even wounds disappear after the fact so right. where someone has seen something like one of these fairy folk they've chased them and they might have dropped so there was one story where they dropped a handkerchief it was it, cut a long story short they walked into a clearing they found these uh, eight couples of small people dancing. Um, when they were spotted, they decided to run away. Um, but one of them left behind a small white handkerchief. And the kid picked it up, ran home with it. And by the time that they got home, the handkerchief had disappeared. Like it just phased out of existence. Um, now, I kind of want to... Uh, this is how I want, want to talk about it. I want to talk about... When I previously I spoke about abductions and such. Now I'd also want to talk about this from a fairy's point of view. Yeah. So, or from a fairy's aspect at the very least. So fairies have supposedly displayed an alarming habit of kidnapping human beings. That's right. Um, yeah. But in particular, babies. Now we we spoke about this earlier. We did. And there are many many reports of this. One account listed on the fairiest website details. Uh, the report of a woman who in 1844 gave birth to a baby and sometime later the infant was lying in bed with the mother and the father when the mother awoke to find the baby had gone. She would soon find that it had been taken by the fairy folk and this is what she says in the report. Right. Uttering an exclamation of fear lest the fairies should have taken the child. Well, sorry, this is what the report said. This isn't what she said. This is what the report said, the report said, said right, from okay. 1844. 
um, lest the fairies should have taken the child. She jumped out of the bed and there, sure enough, a number of little sandy things had got the baby at the foot of the bed and were undressing it. They fled away for a hole in the floor, laughing as they shrieked and snatching up her child. On examination, she found that they had laid all the pins head to head as they took them out of the dress. So they're actually, she's, she's witnessed them undress the child, lay the clothes down, laid the pins down, and have actually taken the, the, the child through the hole in the floor. Bloody hell, right. So she's actually witnessed her child being taken away, which yeah. is horrific. Pretty horrific. Um, this happened in an old house, which stood where the new one now stands on the south side of the vicarage gate. Woman, as she heard tell, had a child changed and one, a poor thing, left in his place. But he is, uh, but she was very kind to it. And every morning on getting up, she found a small piece of money in her pocket. So she believes so that they were the, paying her for taking the child to taking the changeling. So you said about this right at the beginning about yeah, the them replacing the yeah. child. And that was with, like the reimbursement for taking the changeling. Yeah, like, ER, thanks for that. <laughs> she said a poor thing as well. Here's a penny for your troubles. Yeah, there's a penny for your troubles. There you go. Thanks for yeah. having that, but we're going to have yours. Yeah, yeah. And you can you can take this instead. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what to make of that, to be honest. Um, and he goes, the, the report goes on to say, my inform, informant firmly believes in their existence and wonders how it is of late years no such things have been seen. Wow. Now, this is what is noted in, in my research is a less than pleasant fairy interactions and in 2014 a census was conducted by the fairy investigation society um <laughs> i know i know it sounds silly Imagine but it's a real wallet. thing fis i need to speak to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah not the fi but uh, yeah. fbi even yeah, but yeah the fis um and they recorded in that particular year 450 encounters now according to the reports it seems that the encounter the account encounters are getting a bit more nasty and a bit more sinister. Um, now, a Dr. Simon Young of the International Studies Institute in Florence, Italy, he said, I don't believe in fairies, wings and glitter, but I most certainly believe my witnesses. There is no question that something happened to these people. The question is what? People's ideas of fairies have changed, but it is odd how many have reported seeing things that resemble centuries-old legends. If you go back five or six hundred years, fairies make people jump. They see them as fearsome and potentially dangerous beings. This has certainly come back. Fairies seem to have changed. Gone are the friendly ones. Now people are reporting a scarier, creepier underside. Yeah. And so it seems like the fairies are portrayed as like mythical creatures that sort of dwell in the world along with alongside our own mm. you know the idea yeah. of never level land fairy yeah. realm etc and thousands yeah. of reports from across the world are being made even up as up to the present so they're not just centuries old stories they're no. stories that have still been told within the last 10 years those well, exactly those, yeah the, the person that yeah. could you know wrote in and, and told you their story yeah exactly yeah um 
Now, there, what it's showing is that there are two very, very different sides. I mean, we spoke about the seedy and the unseedy side, and it seems like they're coming forth with something. They're, they're, it's almost like they're trying to push forward, and what we're seeing is a far more negative side than mm. than what Disney might have you yeah, yeah. see otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So there's, yeah. A, there's a conspiracy there, boys and girls. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> but so the biggest question here is, is there any truth to it or is it all just born out of fantasy what do you reckon well I think that kind of leads us to getting off the fence doesn't it um, it really does with that that question posed alone um, oh, what do I think if I was to just base it on this research and nothing more mm. then then I'd be inclined to believe that it is just legend and fairy tales and you know just something that someone's made up to create a kid's story or to you know to, to, yeah. to kind of create something with with that kind of intention but there's too many other uh, encounters and interactions like what our, you know, sort of listener has had, um, you know, there's things like what we found out when researching for, uh, well, I mean, where do you start? Uh, Bigfoot in particular and mm. how they travel, um, the uh, women in black, um, the black eyed children, um, you know, I guess that then in, in turn, you know, brings into account the men in black as well. Um, I know you and I have mentioned the, the two documentaries, um, you know, the missing 411 and the missing hunted uh, yeah. 411 as well. Cracking documentaries. Which are two Harrowing. Oh, Harrowing, for sure. Really good documentaries. Um, really good. Uh, and so I think when you take all of those things into account, and again, we've mentioned about not believing in coincidences and stuff, and I, th I think there are just too many synchronicities too many familiarities to that occur um that make me probably lean more towards the side of the fence that of believing that they are something now whether they are dwarfs whether they are six inch you know humanoids with you know pretty wings that that wear you know little outfits mm. or whatever I, i'm probably not in a position to comment one way or another but i definitely think that they exist in some form. I believe that they do come from a realm parallel to ours um, and that they can interact and come into our realm. Um, mm. And that, yeah, a lot of these kind of legends have come from genuine encounters. Um, so, yeah, so I, I would say that I'm probably more on the side of the fence of of believing but probably more so because of other things that i've researched or, or that i've watched or but from previous know, that, episodes that I've, yeah that i've sort yeah. of collated together from from the accumulation of all the research um mm. whereas as i say if i was if you was just to base your opinion on researching yeah specifically just sort of fairies and their origins and stuff then i think you could be forgiven for thinking that it probably was all just legend and fairy tales. But no, I'd say the accumulation of everything that I know and that I've been told and, and watched and so forth, I'd, I'd, yeah, I would, I would base my opinion on that more so. 
I guess. So yeah, more slightly more on the believe in the believe camp, I guess. Okay. Um, you know, so maybe alone. Okay. And also so, with the literary evidence as well. So you've got people like, you know, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, you know, you've got J.M. Barry, you know, all these big... Oh, yeah, it's a strong part of literature, a strong part of culture. That's, exactly, that's these big sort of figureheads that have put their names to either their own interactions or, you know, their, their own, you know, kind of stories and, and mm. backgrounds. And I think there's a, enough there to make it a compelling enough... Uh, uh, creature so, to to believe, I guess. Is, is where it I would benevolent think. or is it malevolent? I would have to say that it's probably more malevolent than, mm. than not. I would say. I think like anything, and and again, using. Um, I hope we don't get sued for this, but again, using Disney as another example. I think <laughs> I think a lot of the benevolent stuff again has come from people wanting to try and see the good in something and. You know, trying to always see the noble cause, regardless, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I guess try turning something into a good versus evil type thing. Um, but no, I'd say from yeah the pre previous research and this research alone, really, I would say that mm. the origin, if it is to be believed, has certainly got a more malevolent, darker undertone um, than than anything else. So yeah, I'd say you know what I I would agree with pretty much everything you've said there, really. And and that's not me being lazy or <laughs> or you know I I genuinely do believe that yeah. what you've said is pretty much words out of my own mouth as well. Really, oh, right, it's, cool. if I'm to take if I'm to take and we didn't discuss like, this prior. Face just, value. Uh, no, 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 we yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah. We don't ever discuss the getting we never off the do, fence do we? We beforehand, never unless it, it's yeah. unless it's completely evident this is exactly nonsense. where yeah. we are with it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah which has yeah. happened once <laughs> happened once it happened once it <laughs> happened once we'll let so, you, you guess know, which episodes we've done it once yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i you know this i would echo your sentiments exactly really i mean if i was to take it based on what research we've done mm. on this i would say that there is a lot of it is just stories yeah just stories there's not tells you tell your kids to be good you know if you if you're good you'll get rewarded yeah. for this but if you're bad you'll get punished by this you know mm. you know also things like don't wander off into the forests too far because the yeah. the fairies will take you or yeah. you know so if there's stories to tell your kids yeah like the tooth fairy yeah, exactly. Two fairy, they come and take yeah, your the teeth fairy. away, and they leave you a, pe a penny or a pound or what you know, whatever it is. Yeah, inflation's gone um, up. Inflation's gone up a tad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So again, it's it's taking something with a dark undertone and turning it into a positive for, you know, for kind of your own benefit. Which is which is fine, benefit. but I, I think it's not. I think it's worthwhile not forgetting about the dark underpinnings of it. All. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's worthwhile being aware of it because being aware of there could be a potential danger there, you know, and the idea that the thing that, that worries me most about it is, and I I've, did have a little bit of a rant about it before is about abductions, yes. you know, people that do just go missing and that are either, they're either going missing completely or they're yeah. going missing for a certain amount of time and then yeah. eventually coming and back, coming but they're back. Yeah. being different. different when they come back. Um, now, this is, I, I, I do believe that when I take into everything that I've previously yeah. uh, researched, not just for the podcast, but 
also things I've taken an interest in before we started doing the yeah. podcast as well. I think yeah, exactly. there really is there really is something that we are yet to discover and yet to fully understand yeah, with regards exactly. to this sort of phenomenon. And yeah. I believe that there is the like what you've said, they're one of the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. they they are manifesting. There's something that lives alongside us in a in a realm that we can't at this stage in our uh, being mm. interact with um, on a conscious level. Yeah. We may have previously been able to do it. And that's why mm. I find things like anthropology really, yeah. really interesting because it does dive into these legends of where they come from. It does. Yeah. What we are as human beings, what mm. that actually means. Now, uh, there's definitely a sinister, sinister side to it because when you yeah. said at the beginning about these beings not having a soul, mm. well, what are they trying to get from us? Yeah, are they? What is a? And then that raises the question of what a soul is. What you know? Yeah. Obviously, there's various different religions and and movements from across the world that that call that inner light, that inner soul, that energy, what that light being that we are stardust to. Yeah quote some of the new age sort of stuff but it's they're trying to get something from us and i know that kind of makes it sound like we're special yeah and potentially maybe we are as human beings maybe we are special yeah possibly Um, but i do believe that there is it is very very sinister it's and it's not it's something that i know it might sound a bit bit tinfoil hat wearing and all of that sort of stuff but i think it should be something that we should at least be wary of and specifically yeah. with regards to alien abductions. Yeah. You know, because a lot of these fey folk abductions, they they have a lot of correlating Oh, they do comparisons. Oh, definitely. With, yeah. with these alien abductions. And absolutely, yeah. It is a phenomenon that is being experienced by hundreds of thousands of people across the world. And it's not being taken seriously. No. And or it is I being think, taken seriously, and that's why they're not talking about it. Maybe either or. Maybe, you know? and the thing is, it's that idea of people don't know that they're abduction, they're, that they're abductees until yeah. they go for like a hypnot, like a hypnotic session or something like that, yeah. or they have some sort of regression, like a mm. there's something that just clicks a memory back into place, yeah. and something goes along those sort of lines. Um, but yeah, I think we've most definitely got off the fence there. Yes, and we have, and we're, we're on the same side again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have. We Which have, isn't deliberate. Sense. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and we've and we've very much chose to go down different routes with our research as well. You know, very is, different routes. Yeah, and we came to the yeah, same which we haven't necessarily been able to do with no. uh, with other episodes because no, not really. But I like this that we can look at different aspects of of it and of still come thing. to the same conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that adds some credit to it. I think mm, absolutely. Yeah. So that leads us to uh, to the end of this episode, to the end of episode ten. It most certainly does. It does. Yes. What, what a landmark! Um, I know, right? Ten episodes. Twenty weeks we've been doing this, dude. Twenty weeks, ten episodes. Yeah, it's quite a uh, twenty weeks. It's certainly certainly flown by it's that old adage you know time flies when uh when you're having yeah. fun certainly certainly applies because I've, I've been i could i could still remember sitting and 
spending many a night watching uh, countless Bigfoot documentaries and <laughs> films <laughs> and reading articles. And you know, I still do to this day, but I can just, yeah, remember remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> remember it was like yesterday. Oh, no, I've, I've loved this. No, I, mean, good. Fact, I love good. the fact that we're now in double figures. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And we've, when, I know we, we sort of spoke previously, but we, it looks like we've got, you know, quite possibly the next 10 planned. So, yes. um, yeah, there's plenty more coming, plenty more coming, that's for sure. Yeah, and speaking of plenty more coming, absolutely, we've yeah. referenced our next episode already in this, ep- in, in this episode. We did, and we are going to be looking at the cases that are known as the missing 411. Absolutely, yes, these strange, very, very odd disappearances. Yeah, uh, just to give you a little teaser. They people disappear and then their remains are found. So not necessarily just their body remains, but, but not, not items of clothing. But not in the same place. No, not in the same place. No. Sometimes miles away. Yeah. But where they might have found like their hiking boots and yeah. they're neatly placed on top of a log. And yeah. they haven't been out there for years and years and years. Yeah. It's very there's a lot of high yeah. strangeness surrounding these missing 411 cases. Yeah, and there'll be a certain um, level of um there'll have to be a certain level of um sort of respect as always um shown because these did actually happen these people did actually disappear and by all accounts are still technically uh missing people um you know yeah. because bodies and remains and stuff haven't necessarily been uh found. not in all cases no not in all of them so um yeah as always we'll, we'll approach it with you know a level of um sort of respect and we'll be you know sort of delicate yeah. with it but they are all the stories are you know very very compelling um, in their own right. So yeah, we'll be mm. um, yeah we'll be giving our sort of our review, I guess, and our, our thoughts on on each of those, and um, yeah, and diving into diving into that. Yeah, it's Absolutely. gonna be gonna be exciting couple of weeks of is. Uh, yeah of research. research on that one. Yeah, I think I think, well, I, I'm definitely gonna be getting out the red string for this one, man. <laughs> yeah, the I'm definitely going to be connecting those dots. I need yeah. a bigger pinboard, man. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I need more string, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. So thank you very much for one. tuning in. Yeah, thank, thank you, you very much for tuning in, everyone. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And remember, the truth is out there. Indeed, it is. Yeah.